Welcome to Dave Turner's Seat Yourself podcast series on the hospitality tabletop industry. Dave is the globally known chief evangelist and editor for tabletopjournal.com. This podcast was originally published on the week of May 13th, 2019, and runs for approximately 20 minutes. A non-traditional journalist, Dave has spent nearly 30 years as a sales and marketing executive in the world of hospitality. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's Seat Yourself podcast. Seat Yourself is our 15 to 20 minute podcast on all things hospitality tabletop. I'm your host, Dave Turner. And finally, the waiting is just about over for the start of the 100th National Restaurant Show in Chicago at the famed McCormick Place Convention Center. We'll be headed out to Chicago on Thursday for pre-show meetings, and we can't wait for the show to open on Saturday morning. Let me say this. After attending the show in Chicago for who knows how many years, I'm still amazed at the magic that happens at this and really every other trade show. Going from an empty, cavernous convention center to seeing such incredibly creative and unbelievably innovative booth spaces all in just a couple of days, and then poof, it's all gone in just another day or so, like it never happened. That's pure magic for sure. So hats off to everyone who does the booth setup and takedown. It's tough work, and there are really some outstanding booths in the tabletop category. Okay, so we've got another great podcast for you this week. The one, the only Shannon Talon is back. And of course, Shannon is the star of our 60 Seconds with Shannon segment, where we ask Shannon the question of the week. Everyone knows by now that Shannon is the category manager for tabletop and buffet wear for Chicago's Edward Don and Company. And this week, Shannon will address the issue of private label products and their role versus manufacturers' brands. That can be a complicated issue these days, and Shannon gives you her take. So stick around. You'll want to hear what she has to say. So settle back now, and let's get this week's edition of Seat Yourself Started. Our stat of the week this week, that's how we begin each episode here at Seat Yourself. Our stat of the week this week is 77%. According to Pew Research, roughly three quarters of Americans, that's 77% of them, now own a smartphone. This number represents a sharp uptick from when they last did the survey in 2016, with growth coming mostly from older and lower income Americans. It seems that owning a smartphone is more and more necessity with usage showing no signs of abating. Smartphone adoption has more than doubled since the Pew Research Center began surveying this topic in 2011. That year, only 35% of Americans reported that they owned a smartphone of any kind. Smartphones are nearly ubiquitous among younger adults with 92% of 18 to 29-year-olds owning one. But the growth in smartphone ownership over the past year has been especially pronounced among Americans 50 and older. So, if you're wondering why the growth in off-premise dining and food and, del- food and beverage delivery is so strong, that continuing growth across all age groups in smartphone usage plays a role. 77% of all Americans now own a smartphone. And that's our stat of the week, 77%. In our lead news story this week, it's all about the big show. That's right, the National Restaurant Show is preparing to celebrate its 100th anniversary. So much of the hospitality industry is headed to Chicago this week. Of course, the show opens this Saturday and runs through late Tuesday afternoon, May 21st. And if you're attending or still wondering if you should attend, the annual NRA show gives attendees the opportunity to engage with more than 2,300 exhibitors and spans more than 715,000 square feet of exhibit hall space. And while you're there, know that you'll be joining more than 41,000 food service buyers from more than 110 countries and 40 plus industry segments. 
And while I'll always want the NRA show to show more love to the tabletop category, simply put, if you were to attend only one industry show this year here in the U.S., this would be the one to see. But of course, you need to be prepared. After all, the exhibit floor is massive with over 700,000 square feet. And again, there's 2,300 plus exhibitors. And remember, there's 41,000 plus attendees. So it's not so easy to get around. So you better be prepared. But when you do show up, you need to be ready to be inspired by the latest culinary breakthroughs. You can expect to be transformed by new equipment and new technology and intrigued by insights from industry leaders. And finally, you're definitely going to be energized by networking with your peers. We've said it all before. We love going to this show and others to catch up with longtime colleagues and to see the latest trends. The National Restaurant Show helps you stay ahead of the curve. So the 100th anniversary on our show, we're looking forward to seeing you there. If you see us in the aisles, make sure you say hello. And in our next news story this week, we reported on Tabletop Journal this past week that Spanish porcelain company Porvisol has entered bankruptcy. A 10 million euro in sales company, Porvisol has more than 100 employees and manufactures approximately 8 million pieces each year and sells to more than 500 distributors around the world. And they all specialize in hotel and the restaurant sector. According to local news stories, the company's situation has led to a resignation of the board of directors and the commercial courts have now begun bankruptcy process, according to the Spanish law. So we'll wait and see if Porvisol can find a new owner, but let's wish them all the best. And in a follow-up story that we did last week on the bankruptcy proceedings of Belgian glassware producer Dorobor, the Belgian newspaper Echo has published a story stating that there are two possibilities for potential buyers that have emerged one known and one unknown at this time. According to the Echo story, the known possibility is Frederick Willems, a local Belgian glassware decorator. Former Durabor sales manager Willems will only be interested in the decorating capabilities, however, of Durabor, not the actual production of the glassware. And in addition, Williams has expressed interest in the decoration of a polymer, a plastic-type drinkware, within the Durabor facility. And as I mentioned, there's an additional interested party which remains still unknown. Meanwhile, the glass tanks at Dorbor remain on, but because of the cost of a small number of employees to maintain them, even on a temporary basis, and the glass to run them, this cannot continue indefinitely. So the future of Dorbor remains very much in doubt. To read the entire Echo article, it's in French. Check out our story on Tabletop Journal. It's in an industry news section. And again, good luck to everyone for a positive resolution at Dorbor. In our first product segment showcase this week, I want to talk about one, just one of the new collections that Rack Porcelain will be showing for the first time later this week. I say one of the new collections because it's our understanding that Rack intends to premiere more new collections than ever before here at this week's NRA show. Rack Porcelain has never been shy about introducing new products, so when we heard that they're going to have a wide variety of products to be shown for the first time at the NRA show this coming week, we were not surprised at all. However, when we saw their new suggestions collection, it really stands out for many reasons. First of all, working with a very talented Spanish designer, Gemma Burnell, the new suggestions collection of culinary-focused serving pieces really continues a trend from rack of uniquely shaped serving pieces designed with a focus on the visual, but also the practical presentation of the food to the guests. But according to designer Burnell, it's not just about the shapes. Suggestion helps chefs express themselves by fusing gastronomic ideas naturally with each piece. Using emotion to evoke a certain wow factor when each dish comes to the dining table, serving piece options within the new suggestions collection from Rack come with descriptive and illustrative names. Names that are meant to reach out to both the chef and the guest alike. Names like Create, 
amazed, staged, shared, ashore, and even picked. And to touch just on a couple of them, for instance, the individual shapes in the Create assortment, assortment with its rectangular and circle-shaped serving platforms that are sectioned off, each section appearing as a small frame to showcase each particular masterpiece coming from the chef's kitchen. Practical as well as visual, the frames in the Create assortment also allow chefs to present separate dishes without mixing their flavors. The new Amaze series in Suggestions is another assortment that offers the opportunity to just that, to amaze. With its round, deep platter, which is a piece designed to be perfect for the liquid nitrogen use for that give you that smoky effect, or else you can use it instead to be employed to provide a subliminal, both hot and cold sensory effect when you present the food to the table. And remember, Create and Amaze are just two of the assortments within the Suggestions collection. There are multiple other assortments with over 120 different presentation pieces to help chefs achieve their culinary presentation aspirations, it would be hard to imagine a chef anywhere who could not find a great suggestion here for virtually any menu concept. In fact, Rack's new suggestions collection suggests that the hospitality food presentation is about to move to the next level in style, performance, and theater. To learn more about new suggestions collection from Rack Porcelain, visit them at booth 6237 at this coming week's NRA show in Chicago. Make sure it's rack, indeed. This week, we also received our copy of the Hot Off the Press's 20th anniversary catalog from the team at Tuxton China. First of all, congratulations to the entire team at Tuxton on their very successful 20-year run. Bill Burden and his team have done a great job in a very short period of time and in a very competitive market space. The new over 100-page product catalog from Tuxton is just simply gorgeous, and it features their matte glaze multicolored Zion collection on the cover. And if you haven't seen the new Zion collection, be sure to find your way to Tuxton's booth number 7439 in the North Hall. You'll be glad you did. Tuxton is in the North Hall this year, about halfway back and slightly off to the right. Once again, congratulations to the owners of the Lamb family and the entire team at Tuxton on 20 years of hospitality tabletop success. Very well done. In our final product showcase segment this week, Villarambach's Food Service Division is set to debut a variety of new collections at the upcoming NRA show. Continuing the trend of adding color and texture to restaurant tabletops, Villarambach has several new collections which will work in harmony with your existing dinnerware, or they can bring a totally new look for your chef's food presentations. First, let's talk about the new dinnerware collection called The Rock. The Rock collection from Villarambach combines premium porcelain with high quality craftsmanship that's inspired by natural materials with strong color accents. Available in two colors, black shale and white glacier, the rock collection offers a look that resembles natural slate. And that's all thanks to a light glaze that's added over the porcelain to give the pieces that rustic from nature look. The black shale version resembles natural slate and offers a deep midnight black backdrop for your culinary creations. And the white glacier, well, that's a little different. That offers a crisp, white, clean, slate-like culinary stage that's certain to elevate nearly any food presentation or concept. Next from Villarimbach comes the new collection that they are calling Artisano Ocean. The ocean colors of this new collection brings nature's colors, cool blue shades that are really refreshing, and warm turquoises that almost seem to entice you back into the water. They bring that right to your restaurant tabletop. And inspired by nature's colors, Villarimbach created the Artisano Ocean Collection in the expressive colors of the Atlantic Blue and the Pacific Green. 
The manual application of the rough structural glaze colors gives Artisano Ocean a very artisanal feel, underlining the original character and the award-winning shape of Artisano Collection. And another quick point on the Artisano shape, we love the coupe shape of VMB's Artisano. If you've been thinking about using a coupe-shaped dinnerware in your restaurant service, but didn't want it to look like every other restaurant's coupe dinnerware, then check, check out Artisano from VMB. You're going to love it. You'll see what we mean with a slight edge rim look and feel that yet still you'll have a coupe-shaped plate. It's really going to be a different look for you. Your guests are going to love it. And then finally, Villarenbach's bringing out a new design called Algo. Algo is a new design that's been inspired by the art of basketry and comes in a soft blue color and a soft, well, almost faded maroon color. In the design itself of Algo, there are small lines and clear geometric patterns. And thanks to its ethnic, almost North African look, Algo seems like a good fit for many casual dining atmospheres. Villarenbach has always had interesting designs for their hospitality division, and this year seems no, to be no exception. You can find Villarine Box Food Service Division products at booth 6628 in the North Hall, right more or less where they usually are, in that same center of the hall uh, location. Now 60 Seconds with Shannon, where Dave sits down with Shannon Talon of Edward Don and Company and asks the question of the week. This week, Shannon talks about private label products versus manufacturers' brands. We're back with Shannon Talent again, the Rockstar Category Manager for Tabletop and Buffet. We're at Edward Don and Company in Chicago. And Shannon, this week's question involves private label products in Tabletop. Uh, we've seen uh, dealers of all types across the country take a more aggressive approach into having their own private label brands in Tabletop. What do you think the impact of these types of program is? And, uh, and where does that leave manufacturers in the Tabletop category? Sure. Private label products um, are, are a very important part of, of our industry. It allows distributors to leverage their brand equity in the marketplace and set themselves apart from their competition. So, you know, Edward Don has a, uh, a private label portfolio in a variety of our categories, tabletop included. We're very... Um, we're very deliberate in the product categories that we add to our private label portfolio. And the reason that, and the reason for that is because we absolutely need our manufacturer partners. We've developed relationships with the manufacturing community for decades. And we've, we've grown those relationships and partnerships that allow us to be very successful in the marketplace together. So I believe there's a balance between there's a balance in in creating and executing the right private label strategy, because while it's very good for our brand and very good from a differentiation standpoint, we still always need to work hand in hand with the manufacturing community. They are the not only are they the product experts in terms of the features and benefits, but they also are the conduit to the manufacturing side of things. They're the conduit to the factory. They can um, get involved with issue resolution and help support end users and distributors because of that direct access that they have. That's the piece that is often missing um, or can be missing in a private label strategy. Uh, so as a distributor, there's that balance between having the right product in your own brand and making sure that you don't erode those relationships and, and, and erode all the success that you've had with the manufacturing community. So I, you know, from my perspective, uh, you've got to, you, you've got to have that, that right mix because, um, 
truly from a distributor standpoint, we we could not be successful without the manufacturers in tabletop and buffet. And for me, that's a key element of making sure that you've got uh, that 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 balance at all times so that when you need to support your customers, when you need to bring them unique solutions that maybe your private label offering uh, doesn't address, that you've got that arsenal that you've built over time with your manufacturer partners. Yeah, you've said it uh, many times before how critical that manufacturer's representative is to the equation of, uh, and whether it's a commission manufacturer's representative or a factory representative, but that person in, in the in the middle is really really critical to our, our company or brand success uh, in the tabletop category. Now here's David this week's commentary. This week, Dave talks about self compassion and how important it is to everyone in the tabletop and tabletop hospitality sector. In this week's commentary, I want to take a few minutes and talk about self-compassion, particularly about how important it is to those of us in the hospitality and hospitality tabletop sector. As we head off to Chicago in the largest hospitality show, certainly in this part of the world, I'm reminded of just how hard people in our category often work and how they often make it look very easy. But... Sometimes I wonder, is it really as easy as some of us make it all look? I really doubt it. As if the stresses of everyday life weren't bad enough, now the speed of business is continuing to accelerate, and competitors don't come from the local region or country, they come from all around the globe. Whether you're an operator, a supply chain player, or a manufacturer, the pressures continue, and the pressure to be successful all continue to grow and evolve in ways that many of us never could have dreamed of just a few years ago. The hospitality industry is a great industry. It's actually the best industry, and you've heard me say that many, many times. Pleasing and taking care of others, what could be more gratifying than that? But who takes care of you? Whether it's the pressures of bringing your A-game every day to work, or maybe it's a setback at work, a bad sales quarter, or being overlooked for a promotion, or maybe you have an interpersonal conflict with a colleague, or maybe your company has just been bought out, or worse yet, closed. Often it's common to respond in one of two ways. Either we become a defensive and blame other people, or we internally berate ourselves. What if instead we were to treat ourselves as if we were treating a friend in a similar situation? More likely than not, we'd be kind, we'd be understanding, and we'd be encouraging. Directing that type of response internally towards ourselves is known as self-compassion. The Harvard Business Review recently described a survey tool developed by the University of Texas in Austin that assesses the components of self-compassion. The researchers used a tool to shed light on what personality traits and behaviors are associated with self-compassion, and they found that, among other things, that people who score high typically have greater motivation to improve themselves and are more likely to report strong feelings of authenticity, the sense of really being true to their oneself. So, if self-compassion is a good trait, how do we get more of it? How do we develop that skill or character trait? First, we can develop a personal growth mentality. Generally, people want to learn and improve, and a key part of growth in the development process is a realistic assessment of where we are on the journey of growth. Then, realizing that any type of growth automatically implies a certain amount of failure, making mistakes, and struggle. But it's just that struggle that w- where we actually get stronger, if we maintain the right perspective and understand that it's simply a part of the learning process. The process of growth through struggle is often what gives many people value, and add strength to their character. Viewing ourselves as a quote-unquote work in progress rather than a finished product helps to keep that growth or improvement mentality alive. Secondly, 
It helps to have a sense of who you are, or at least who you want to be. Having a feeling that you're being authentic or true to yourself adds self-compassion and feeling and making us more comfortable in our own skin. Unfortunately, many of us feel too stuck in our jobs for whatever reasons. We continue to practice behaviors, perhaps, either personal or professional, that we're not really that comfortable with. These types of behavior pull us away from who we want to truly be and who we truly are. Having a self-compassionate perspective helps us gravitate to roles and jobs that are better fits to who we are as a person and ultimately lead lead us all to a higher level of authenticity or being true to oneself. These are just a couple of points of this issue of self-compassion. It's really a much more complex issue. But there can be little doubt that being a little bit kinder to ourselves can not only help us feel better and get through those most difficult challenges that hits us every day, but having a more compassionate approach also puts us in a better position to help others. And that's a good thing. So as you head to this year's NRA show, isn't it a great time to think about beginning to practice to be a little bit more kind and a little bit more compassionate? Only this time, for yourself. Well, that's it, everybody. That wraps up today's Seat Yourself podcast. I want to thank Shannon Talon for joining us. And of course, I especially want to thank you, our listeners, for joining in today. And finally, I want to thank the Edward Don and Company for sponsoring, in part, this episode of Seat Yourself. Edward Don and Company everything but the food for nearly 100 years. This is Dave Turner, and we'll see you next time. But always remember, Tabletop Matters. That concludes this week's edition of Dave Turner's Seat Yourself podcast series. Check us out at seatyourselfpodcast.com or follow us on Twitter at seat underscore yourself underscore. For more information and insights on the hospitality tabletop industry, be sure to check out tabletopjournal.com or email Dave at dt at tabletopjournal.com. And don't forget, please subscribe, rate, and review.